0: Welcome to What the Hell. Today we're going to have a special guest. We're going to have... My- hey, it's Kurtz, right? It is Michael Kurtz. Michael Kurtz. And uh, we, we've we been going on and off of uh, visiting each other, mostly at the Post. Correct. And uh, me just going out there. Uh, I think the
1: one time I helped out with the... Uh, uh, the brisket cook-off. You and, were out and there. And the yard yard sale. Yard sale. You've been out there for rucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: which I don't like exercise. I, do, I just don't get it. Because every time, every time uh, someone goes, we're going to rock, I'm like, why the hell would you do that to your body? So I mean, me, I hunt.
1: So let me tell you and how that all started for me, because this is one of those things where John Skelton, the, the clown that shows up here on a regular basis. Yeah, the regular host. Yeah, the regular host. Uh, he looked at me one day and he says, dude, you should rock with me. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what rucking is. He goes to explain what rucking is. And I said, dude, I was in the Air Force. We don't ruck. Fuck yeah. Dude. I said the same thing. Why would I want to do this? Um, I went out with him once or twice. Uh, We ended up meeting up with these hard, we'll call them hardcore or more hardcore ruckers. Yeah. uh, Who had spent spent some time up in Lawton with the blackout rucking crew. And... One thing led to another. We ended up going and visiting with these, uh, with these. It's an awesome group up there. They are an incredible bunch of uh, of people up there in Lawton.
0: Yeah, I had fun just uh, the recent one that we did. Just to uh,
1: uh, the brew ruck.
0: Yeah, the brew rug. Yes, which ruck. we. <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious. Reason why you had, you are know, doing it? Ah, uh, ranger panties. No, we not the ranger it. panties. You made the penis.
1: Oh, you know what? That was completely unintentional. That was yes. Crazy. No, that I was. Like, that I was... bet that
0: navy. I bet that navy. Navy pilot said it was unintentional too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> True story. But no, it truly was unintentional. In fact, we were at the next to last stop, and uh, one of the guys is laughing, and he goes, "Dude, did you see the route?" I said, "No, I have not seen the route." He pulls it up and it looks like a penis, and it looks like a very happy penis. Um, oh, depending on which way you go with it. Oh, you know, it is what it well, is. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no.
0: The balls are on the top. Okay, yeah. Yes. That, that's another thing I like about doing uh, doing it like this on our internet, especially if I put it in it's like no children should be seeing this, is we right. can this say is, what, what we want. This
1: is 18 plus, correct? 18 uh, and over?
0: Definitely. I had, it, there was a there was a point in time Johnny literally looked at me and was like, you got to edit that shit out. And then he finally, well, it's like five minutes in, uh, it. but we're so low on the viewing and everything, so we don't have to really worry about that. But what's really funny is, like, you gotta edit that stuff out. He stopped doing that. So I
1: don't have to do that much editing anymore.
0: For the record. Uh,
1: especially
0: with the stuff that I like to say
1: half the time. For the record, anytime you're dealing with Johnny, you have to edit stuff out. I have to get on to him and say, dude, slow down. There's women and children in the room doesn't sometimes recall oh I he's dare he's terrible he's terrible i'm it, I'm, a, I'm a hell of a
0: lot worse than him
1: he gets he's he's actually gotten really he's a heck of a lot better um and i'm and learning I, that I, and i <laughs> you know and we can now take him back out in public he can't
0: take me out in public this is from when i was in high school uh,
1: right which is why you're allowed to come on rucks out in the woods yeah away from people and, yeah yes <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. So yeah. Anyhow, John got us into the rucks, and okay. I was just like, ah, man. And, but now I'm all over it. I love it. Um, I have a crappy foot. I have a crappy back, and believe it or not, the rucking has actually helped. It does. So. Uh, it's it's like
0: uh, I was telling somebody. It's like, well, my, this. How do you like that, though?
1: You know what? The coffee is really good. And shameless plug for another veteran coffee company that's but local and I they, love Black that, Rifle But that
0: coffee right there is uh, Rambo that's awesome it, he, he made a uh, a Ram and it looks like <laughs> I'll show you the package when we're done because right. I forgot it, I forgot it in the kitchen the other day but uh, yeah a lot of the exercise when I, that's the reason why I started exercising a little bit more is because uh, it was Tim Kennedy okay uh, he was telling me that, uh, yeah, if you got a headache or something like that, just walk it off. Which is wild. And I was like, dude, I usually throw up off of the uh, uh, after a, a big run when I was a kid. I don't think that's really good. And he's like, trust me, walk it off. Well, one day I uh, walked it off for about six hours. I had like a, I have massive headaches when it starts to rain and everything, so I need to get. I need to I have like massive headaches because I've, I've, I've explained this several times sometimes on this podcast but mostly uh, other people what happens is, is it, and this is science is the flowers ejaculate all their pollen and just spew that stuff all in the air and everything right before it rains and then after it rains it does it again so that's the only reason why I can think of that my uh, headaches happen, and once the rain happens, uh, all that uh, uh, plant jizz gets hit down.
1: That's what we're calling it now.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. It's called science. Is that right? Yeah.
1: This the, the,
0: I I have it in the Google right here in front of me, and it's plant jizz.
1: That is the uh, that is the most Greta Thornburg bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but no.
0: Um, And there was another thing that – this just happened today that I just found out about it. Uh, I guess Time Rocker News did an article of it, and it must have been like a couple of days ago, about what's happening
1: with the, uh, the lodge. So we have an American Legion post right out here on Lake Wichita, and it borders the water. That's one of the great allures to our post, to be quite honest, and
0: yeah, because everybody can go fishing. You can go swimming a little bit. I, I'm surprised you don't have it like logged off, so you can actually have people go swimming. in we the We really
1: don't, um, and we really don't want to swim in that lake, lake, most anyways. Of the yeah, year. yeah. Uh, but for as far as fishing goes and things of that nature, uh, kayaking is big out there from the from the uh, boat ramp out there. At the Man, post. Mm, The got on borrowing the
0: studio from he'd go once and it's like dave three hundred dollars can go kayak it's like no i didn't uh I, I joined the air force for the reason i
1: don't like boats <laughs> right so uh, a couple of years ago they had started discussing doing a circle trail uh and continuing the trail around the the lake we had heard rumors that they were going to move out uh, in front of the post um we had heard rumors that they were going to go around the front of the post which wouldn't be a big deal we had heard rumors that they were going to float a bridge out in the water uh, behind people's houses and the post and things of that nature there was really no definitive rumor and as a post we we, we made a couple of calls to that's better okay there we go um so we made a couple of calls to the city, and with no response, odds are they probably contacted the other American Legion post, which is literally two doors down, and that's, I I get that. The issue is nobody from the city made any type of uh, concerted effort to come out and say, hey, you know what, what is, you know, how is this going to affect you? They didn't do it with the homeowners, I guess why should we expect them to do that with us? But our post represents over 230 Uh, veterans in in the wichita falls area um so we came out one day and those guys are planting stakes and this is where they plan on running the trail um it's interesting because that particular chunk of property behind the post there's some things i can't say right now because legal issues we may have to reach out um to, to move forward with, with fighting this. Um, but at one point in time, they did fill a lot of that in with, it was a handshake deal with the city. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what they did is they filled in that uh, the cove that used to be right out there. Mm-hmm. And they built a Quonset hut out there. And that was the first American Legion post out there, 169. Okay. It was a Quonset hut in the same spot where you see the willow trees and the picnic tables and things like that few years down the road they were able to do away with the quonset hut and they built the brick building in fact it was the local brick uh brick union that built that for the post there's a brick union that once upon a time um and that leads to another interesting that deal that
0: actually that's that's kind of i've never even heard of like a brick
1: union this was back in the 60s and 70s that said the uh there was a gentleman who had, he was a retired Marine or a separated Marine from world war II. came home and started a brick company. Uh, forgive me if I can't remember the name of that brick company, but it is literally still here in Wichita falls on a very small, uh, level. Uh, but that gentleman, he stayed on our muster roll uh, for about 20 years after he had, uh, passed away and nobody knew, <laughs> Because when we came in, we we had no idea who, who a lot of these people were. Uh, bear in mind, when we took over the post, there were literally three people there and about 40 or 50 people on the roll. And this was back in 2013. Um, Anyhow, it was built, and that area became literally a park. So over time, that handshake deal with the city continued to have uh, recycled building or old building materials concrete things of that nature dumped out there and it turned into a landfill no it was these are all solid pieces of concrete uh, they got pushed out there and you can see it all the way down the lake down the front of the, uh, the north side of the lake but in 1986 they finally put a stop to it um However, a lot of that property is not on the um, the survey. So at some point, apparently, the city had decided that that was theirs. Uh, <clears throat> so again, I don't know how this is going to play out. We're going to have to wait and find out. Um, but we're going to see what we can do. Uh, we're we're kind of disappointed that the city of Wichita Falls didn't come to us and And communicate with us. Um, it's a community that uh, that claims to have high regard and uh, respect for the veterans here in Wichita Falls and the, uh, the military members out there at Shepherd Air Force Base. But for 230 veterans out of one out of American Legion Post 169, <clears throat> they've literally shown zero regard. Hmm. So it's it's a bit of a hard pill to swallow right now.
0: Yeah, I bet. Uh... But the main reason, well, other than this new venture that's going on, I, I, I just, I can understand that the city does that. Every once in a while, you hear, like, horror stories of what uh, certain things happen in the city, and it's just ridiculous. But uh we were actually, I wanted to talk to you uh, and finish our conversation of other people's pain.
1: Right, right.
0: And... And what we were actually talking about is how uh, one person can be understanding on a person's pain, and a uh, uh, pain I mean like uh, a person's situation. Okay. How they feel horrible in that situation. Like I today to this day, anybody that comes up to me telling me about a bad relationship problems and everything like that, I was like, okay, get rid of them. Right. It's, and it's not and it's nothing against that person it's not it's and most of the time I'm considered an asshole about it but I've I've had horrible relationships to the point where I almost got uh, almost got stabbed I've had uh, one ex-girlfriend uh, throw my son in a trash can he wow. wasn't alive apparently uh, through autopsy uh, and I've had uh, a, a I just just had a horrible, horrible experience with relationships. But uh, it's more of like a a casing of stone around my heart. I mean, I let people in and everything. There's a door still there, but sometimes you got to find the key.
1: So at what what point do you just say, you know what, and, and make no mistake, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a... Emotionalologist or anything like that. I don't have any experience in this medical field or psychiatric field, so anything I'm speaking is merely my opinion. Yeah, and, it, it, and it's and that's all it's good for. Even
0: even psychologists, you're gonna have to take it as a theory because it's a medical practice. Oh,
1: correct. Okay. Correct. But my feeling on that is, I you know, you've been through a lot and you've experienced terrible things, and. With that in mind, you've been. It sounds. It sounds like you've just. It's been conditioned to the point where it's like, you know what? I just don't give a fuck.
0: It has uh, to the point where uh, it's a person that is like, oh, he's just not listening to me, right? Uh, have you talked to him about it? Well, no. Then, then why the fuck are you talking to me about it?
1: I think a lot of that comes from your time in, the, in service too, because any of any,
0: oh, yeah, in, I, well any, corrections officer too.
1: Okay, and corrections officer. Sometimes yeah. just being direct and putting and being on point is all it takes. Yeah. And we live in a society now that is so worried about hurting somebody's feelings. When are we just going to stop and just have hard conversations?
0: That's another thing that a lot of people don't understand is the art of debate,
1: dude. There is there is no reason that you and I can't sit here, and I'm going to do this to myself. This is and I'm not. But let's say I'm a Democrat. I voted for Joe Biden, and by God, Joe Biden is the way to go. I'm probably going to burn for that, but regardless. And
0: oh, I already hate you because of your, but because of the gas prices. <laughs>
1: Right, and, and I'm not really. I really didn't vote for Joe Biden, but anyhow, that's not the point. Yeah, but um, we still talk. But, but you know what? And you were a hardcore Trumper. You wore your MAGA hat backwards with your freaking American uh, American flag covered shades. And when he was
0: in office, I did have a freedom boner.
1: Right there, you go.
0: Okay,
1: and we should be able to sit down and have a, a civil conversation and disagree, and be able to walk away and still go out and have a beer later and be able to talk about whatever. Be yeah. able to talk about the things that we have in common, be able to talk about your time in service, or my time in service, or we can just talk shit about Johnny. It doesn't matter. But we should be able to do that.
0: I don't know if he listens to these casts. he probably lo- listen to this one just to, because you're on it and he's not. But <laughs> we can still talk shit about him. Right. Well, I might get a message. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... It's kind of funny, too, Air Force people talking about an Army person now. I mean, I I get him every once in a while, and he'll he'll go, it's like, I'm intelligent. I was like, Johnny, you went into the
1: branch of government that has to have pictures to fix stuff. So I spent four years as a recruiter, Mm -hmm. and the Army National Guard was my favorite place to go. I could go into the armory. And they would have, literally, it looked like a bookstore for me, and it was just comic books. Oh, really? Oh, how to clean your M16, how to do this, and how to do that, how to do your laundry, whatever. Dude, they had these comic books. I'm not kidding. They had comic books, uh, and, and which all stands to reason why they have their new woke commercials and cartoons, <laughs> because that's so (laughs) i kid you not when i would have a young man it's just getting better and better when i would have a young man or a young lady come into my office and say well it's either you it's either the air force or the army i don't know which side i want to go and i need to go talk to the army recruiter well as a recruiter i don't want to lose that individual because i i don't want to deal with what the army is going to tell them i could reach into that drawer on my left hand side and Pull out a couple of comic books, and I said, and I would lay them down. I said, "Those are the those are the training manuals that you are going to receive when you get into the army. How do you think that you they are going to treat you? Do you want to be treated as an adult, or would you like to be treated like you read comic books?" Nine out of ten times,
0: well, and is that tenth time the guy is like, "I might go in the Marine Corps." <laughs> You know what? I didn't compete with the Marine Corps. That was one of
1: those branches. I just didn't have to. Um, but with the Army guy, you know, it was that one guy that wanted to. Well, I'm going to be a Ranger. Fantastic. Go join the Army. Get your Ranger tab and go drive a truck. Good on you. You still have to pass the course and all the other fun stuff. Yeah. But no, they don't even get. Uh, uh,
0: I learned this just recently, only because I'm at best. And he says like there's a big difference between a person that has a tab and a person that just in the Rangers. Because right. they, they still have Rangers and what you're saying is like, oh yeah, you're gonna be driving around a vehicle. That's because right. of they don't have a tab. Okay. A lot of the times. Okay. Uh, but <clears throat> the actual door kickers and everything usually have tabs. But they do they do have the people that are at, don't have tabs go with them and on assaults at times. Right. Right. Uh, it's it's just, they're, they're not looked down on upon, but, you know, they're looked down upon. <laughs> Dude,
1: you need to go clean the train. Yeah. yeah. Basically uh, is, that a, that, is that a burn barrel that you need? Is that a, you need to go burn Do you some, need to get I cancer? To, I think you need, I need to get you just, cancer. You need to go burn some shit. I still can't believe all that stuff that's happening with that burn stuff. It's crazy. You know what? Yeah. That is the, that is the Agent Orange, um. Uh, Oh, uh, of our generation,
0: yeah, literally. I was I was saying that to somebody. I was like, "Man, that sounds like fucking Angel Orange." I was Like, what are you talking about? I was like, "Angel Orange is Vietnam."
1: And and let me be clear, I am not a combat veteran. I am not a vet- I never actually set foot in the sandbox. So most of any time, I'm an fight,
0: accidental combat veteran. That's but bad. I don't have a combat. Badge. Did somebody Did somebody bite you? No, I was picking up donuts in Kuwait. No
1: shit. no shit, and no shit. we had
0: <laughs> no shit. But we had a drive-by when I was in Kuwait. Okay. When I, and this is this is before nine eleven.
1: And this is how you discovered donut holes, isn't
0: it? No, this is how I got a PTSD <laughs> while trying uh, for about two years trying to pick up donuts. Oh, oh. I couldn't pick up donuts. I just I was like, hey, we're gonna go to the donut shop. Be careful. Be very careful. You need some body armor. I got some body armor. We're going to pick up fucking donuts, man. You should, this is United States. There's cops usually there. You're right. You're gonna need body armor though <laughs> but and uh, and the other time was the one I was actually in Afghanistan because I was doing I did research before uh I went to Afghanistan right or I, I went to before 9-11 I did research on this new uh equipment that we're going to use uh I was the first to touch it and everything like that right and it was an electric kitchen okay and it it's it's a phenomenal piece of equipment and from what these guys uh, told me when they were in services, uh, one of the guys was in services, and he's like, well, you we never touched that. I was like, you never touched the electrician? Man, it's so easy. It's basically a con X box, and it has all the stuff inside. Okay. And it, and it could feed, like, a thousand people. Nice. But it runs on electricity. Okay. And... Uh, our base was the first one to uh, deploy with it, uh, and I knew how it worked. And I knew the ins and outs and everything, and uh, that's how I ended up in Afghanistan because I worked on it. Okay. Because the army can't figure out a fucking uh, light socket
1: because they didn't issue a comic book on how to fix a light socket.
0: Yeah, it's fairly new, so they they probably <laughs> they they couldn't get anybody to write the comic book yet.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Fair enough.
0: But. What it what it ended up happening is, uh, we went. We're at we're stationed at Kandahar. We took that and we were going to uh, Pakistan to go get food because a lot of the uh, stuff around us. Right, but we had to get food to the to the base. Anyways, we got food. we we got there all right. We were coming back. We uh, hit uh IED. One of the uh, uh, Hummers uh, hit an IED, and we had insurgents coming in, shooting us and everything. And we were probably around about, I think, 25 miles away from the base. so, But I wasn't issued a weapon, so my happy little ass stayed in the car <laughs> or the truck. It was a, a semi. And what happened was is... Uh, we were getting fired on so much, and we had to secure the area. Right. And the guy outside got hit in the leg. I pulled him into the vehicle, grabbed his weapon, and just started shooting. That's the only combat experience I've ever had. What's really sad, though, through that experience,
1: I just, I don't know if I'm numb to that kind of stuff. So, you know, this going back to the whole uh, conversation on pain. This is something that I struggle with. Yeah. Um, especially in, and part of me coming into the American Legion, and doing the things that I do there, it it comes from a source of almost guilt, uh, because I never set foot in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq, and would have I was in from '93 to 2001. Uh, so on top of all of that, I got out in June of 2001, only to for three months later for friends of mine to have to pack their bags after 9-11. And there's a lot of guilt there, uh, because I chose to get out. Well, um, I, but the other thing about this is for, when I was first stationed at Travis Air Force Base, I begged and pleaded. I said, I want to go. I want to go. A lot of those trips were uh, to Al Karj, uh, places. You know, they're relatively cush assi- uh deployments. But oh. I begged and pleaded to go, anyways. Yeah. Okay, keep on going. And I continued to get denied. Um, generally speaking, when at the point at that point in time, if you had a stripe b- below or above the rank that they were looking to send, they would send you but I had a commander who refused to, to send it, to send me. Um, it wasn't because I was a bad trooper or anything. He just, he was a, nope, it says a senior airman, you're sending a senior airman. Um, I got to Okinawa and again, I was begging and pleading to go, but because I was kind of the low guy on the totem pole, it was a squadron of 400 ammo troops, um, I didn't go. And then when I met my wife, we got married and no sooner than I got married, it was, hey, are you ready to go? And it was like, you know what, piss off. I literally just got married. Um, and they did the same thing to my wife. Like, are you ready to, to deploy? And she's like, piss off, I'm getting out. And you know, I just got married. It was just, it was funny how that worked. Um, so there is there is some guilt there that uh, that I have for not having ever set foot in the desert and feeling like I haven't done my part. Uh, so I did take the job, the recruiting duty job, which was interesting. It was the worst job I ever hated, uh, but it did ultimately prepare me to to do what I do here. And a lot of times, that's just sitting down with uh, my brothers and sisters from who have served overseas. And while I may not be able to relate, one of the things that I can do is shut the shut the hell up and listen.
0: Yeah, well, that was a thing cuz like my dad uh we got we were going to a uh, uh uh honor flight. Okay. And you know what that is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Those are yeah. awesome. Yeah.
1: And these are World <clears throat> War II vets or was this No, was they this... they
0: finally reached Vietnam. It, okay. I'll say that's the reason why my Korea, dad was Vietnam. able to go. Okay. Uh which on that trip I met one of those uh uh glider pilots.
1: Oh, no what no way?
0: dude, then I did research on the glider pilots after that and I'm like, you got some fucking
1: balls. Dude, those guys were the tunnel rats of the air. Yes, they were. They were the tunnel rats of the air.
0: And Insanity. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I just after after doing that, uh, something like that, I got really more involved when talked to more interesting people because uh, on that flight, there's a lot of interesting people. Uh, there is a SF uh, guy uh, a Green Beret that he was meeting a uh, one of the people that he had uh, uh, talked to for charity to send uh, school supplies over in Afghanistan to the okay. province that he was helping out and uh, she was like I made sure that they only got uh, the, the girls got the uh, paper and pens and stuff like that first I was like and this is me I was like well it's kind of kind of feminist like then I thought about it I was like oh no you're absolutely fucking right yeah and she saw she saw the look on my face like really and then I thought about it and I was like nope you're actually right I'm being a dumbass and, and she was like I literally saw your face go from I can't believe she's saying this to oh no she's absolutely right within an instant I was like it's kind of scary that you noticed that but okay Right. But because uh, kids in Afghanistan, uh, girls in Afghanistan are not allowed to learn. Correct. And, and all kinds of weird stuff because we fucked them over back
1: in the 50s. Well, then the Russians came in and fucked them over again in the 70s and 80s.
0: Yeah, because if you look at 77 uh, Afghanistan compared to uh, like a year later, yeah. In '78, you have a prominent uh, capitalist environment, and women are not wearing shawls or anything like that. They just—it has seen a lot of beautiful women doing that, and and now they have to. Most of the time, they have to cover even their eyes.
1: And you know what? There was the same in Iran uh, until what was yeah. it? the Ayatollah Khomeini showed up and said, "Hey." you know we're
0: uh, no Iran's the one where really screwed over in the 50s is it? Okay. Yeah. That that was that, that was our bad.
1: <laughs> but but we held, No, we were, but we gave them the stuff to beat up on Iraq, right? Or was it Iraq? They, no, we gave no. I, we gave Iraq weapons to we fucked over Iran. so many countries. It was, it was, it's hard it, to count. I, I can't remember which direction that went. I think we... I think we, we did both, honestly. Uh, so, yeah. We
0: gave... Okay. When... Okay. We gave weapons to I, uh, Iraq... Yes. ...to stop Iran. And then, when we didn't like Saddam Hussein, we gave weapons to Iran to stop but, Iraq. And I'm like... God, you, you're a bunch of morons, aren't you? I mean, literally. But getting back to the actual story is uh, I just met a lot of people I wanted to meet, more interesting people. Uh, I mean, I met a cowboy up there that was uh, either he owned the ranch or he's a ranch hand. I think he he owned the ranch. And I I worked on a ranch for like two weeks when I was in the service. I took two weeks off so I can work on a ranch. Fair enough. By the way, ranch work doesn't agree with me. Glad I only did like two weeks. For
1: what it's worth, I spent uh, what, my senior, my junior and senior year of high school working weekends on a non working cattle ranch. A
0: non working cattle a ranch? A non working
1: cattle ranch. This gentleman was a crusty old World War II veteran. He was about, se- he, I think he was seven foot one. He had one eye, then as a rail. And mis- his name was Mr. Golan. Uh, okay. We met him through church. Fantastic man. His wife was like six foot six. I mean, two tallest people I've ever one seen. Second, one one sec. I don't think he's knows where we're in here. I like right it. Right there.
0: But uh, I might have a, like a secret episode part. But what was really interesting of that, what, uh, you were talking about the gold, Golden, the seven oh, foot yeah, one. Yeah,
1: uh, Mr., Mr. and Mrs. Golden. And they hired me to cut fire lines and run things back and forth up and down the hills with the tractor and everything else. Uh, Mr. Golan was in his mid-70s, late-70s. Throw that on the floor and just put it down there so it doesn't make noise. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it was quite the experience. And it was not uncommon for, to hear the gunshots go off while I'm working where he and he'd tell you, because I'm definitely afraid of bees and rattlesnakes. And he would go right up to the rattlesnake and pop it right in the back of the head with the uh, with a shotgun. And this is in California, back in the '90s, '80s and '90s. Oh wow! So back when you can get away with that kind of stuff. Now I think uh, the communist state of California won't allow you to even own a. No, or if you're and if you're on a ranch or something like that, they can still you can still get away with yeah, it. As long as they can't hear it, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe track it with a satellite. But uh, yeah, it was really a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and uh, you know, it. Uh, we'll just say It, it helped build character.
0: I bet it did, but yeah, that it was one of those things though. Is I was like, I don't like talking too much about my past. Not that it is anything bad or anything like that, but I like to. Uh, that was one thing I. I'm, I'm starting to open up a little bit more. Is I used to like keep everything, you know, entrapped and everything. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm like now. I'm
1: like. Why why was I holding back? So let me ask you a question. How many people have you spoken to and just said, "And this is me, my psych, my psychiatrist voice." How many people have let you speak?
0: Uh, every one of them and literally listened but to But they're you? they're mostly my close friends.
1: Okay. Cuz a lot of times that's where I that's where I struggle sometimes is I will sit and listen to somebody talk, but when I need to vent, there's nobody there. I, and you know what's really sad is is uh,
0: you said that that weekend, uh-huh. and like not five minutes before I got there, I had to do that, and it's hard for me, especially if I'm if I need need to be somewhere because I hate being late. In the back of my mind, if if I'm thirty minutes uh, late, if I'm thirty minutes early, that's still late in my book. Right. And I don't know where I got it from. I think it. I think it stems from the, and and it's not military or anything like that. i to say it's definitely not Air Force. Yeah, it it stems from the fact of I had a 1978 Chevy Impala (laughs) that literally exploded. That that was his last leg. It just exploded. So it was always late, and I hate being late, and I hate. I don't care if someone's late uh, for me. Right. Uh, Because I always entertain myself. But I can't be late. And if I am late, I'm like, oh, man, I'm I'm definitely sorry. I didn't mean that, blah, 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 blah. But it's just one of those things. And I was almost late. I, I was rushing What what had happened was I was rushing to get to the Comic-Con so I can get them there, look around, and then go back. I figured it would only take... I was like... uh, I got done with something like an hour earlier. (coughs) Something that should have taken a lot more time, and it didn't. And I ended up uh, getting... At their place at two o'clock, got the stuff done. Uh, got there and she was having problems, and she knew. I mean, I I make it obvious that I'm just like, I need to go. I need to go. I thought the conversation was over, and she, it took us about an extra thirty minutes, and she had a legitimate uh, griping. Right. and When you said that to me, it was like you just got to fucking listen. Sometimes so I was like, man, I was doing back away maybe we should apologize no 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 I I, I should have apologized to make myself feel better and I thought about it and I was just like nah. No. <laughs> but uh, it, it, her her problem was is she does massages and everything and one of her clients had the camera Facing the bedroom. And that's where she does the massages and everything.
1: Wow. Is this in the state of Texas or is this... Yeah. Hmm. I told her she, should, she can sue him
0: if she has uh, valid proof and everything. Wow. Yeah. Okay,
1: so she went to a massage therapist.
0: No, she was the She massage was therapist. the
1: massage therapist.
0: Yeah. And what was really funny about the whole thing, though, is the basic fact of... Uh the way that he explained it, he's like, Well that's just in case there's an intruder and I shoot him so I have evidence. And she explained the whole thing of you had to turn you had to open up your phone, turn on the app, turn on the camera through the app, and then hit record. Right.
1: Which which all of the summary How fast
0: can you kill a person? Pretty quick. Faster, than I can open up that fucking iPhone. You know, even even with the facial recognition, I can still kill somebody faster than opening that phone. And the, and, and and every time she was adding to it, and I was getting frustrated because I wanted to leave, and it was she had a uh, a right to a agri- uh, to be griping at me a little bit, and I was being inconsiderate. But you're absolutely right. But on situations like that, I honestly – I want to have the I, – I, I get this way to where I have to be very fast getting stuff done. But – and this is down to where I learned as a correctional officer because they always ask me. It's like, hey, I need to talk to you. I was like, hey, can you wait like 20 minutes while I do this stuff? Yeah, boss. Okay. I'll come back around, but they always know. I'll come back around, and right. I'll listen to their uh, their complaint, gripes, or if they just needed something. like, hey, uh, my wife just uh, put me for a divorce. I don't know why. Maybe because you're not there anymore. But, you know, <clears throat> but I've always done that. I was like, I don't feel comfortable talking to you right now because I'm busy, right. and I'm sorry for that, but... I'll come back and I'll talk to you again. Right. But I would, I'll i always come back and I I'd rather divulge all my attention to stuff like that. Right. And that that's the bad thing. I mean, there's times that I'll forget and I'm like, oh shit. I'll call it that person. But nowadays it's harder to find that person that just wants that that'll just be that
1: ear. It is.
0: Unless you're, like, paying for them.
1: You're not wrong. And, uh, you know, I'm... not talking about therapists and the hop, no hookers. No, the know. hell... No. <laughs> <laughs> I said pay. You know... well, oh, I'm going to leave that alone because I get in a lot of trouble if my wife sees this. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, the reality of it is, you know, it's only been recent months for me that I've had... I've come across some friends who are willing to just sit down and, and listen.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I've had one or two in the past, but now I've got a couple. I've finally been able to surround myself with a couple of people who uh, will take the time and reciprocate that um, uh, that kindness because that's what it is. It's a kindness, and it's something that a lot of people struggle to do. A lot of people don't listen well to begin with. Uh, absolutely. And you realize real quick that, okay, I'm, I I can share these things with you. Um, but the next day they're asking you, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Yeah. Dude, yesterday we sat down for 45 minutes over a beer. And you don't remember a damn thing I told you because you were too busy watching the damn game on the, you know, above the bar. Or you were too busy freaking trying to you know scratch the number from the from the you know for a good time that's an, that's another bar.
0: thing that a lot of people don't understand is uh we're coming the new generation's coming from talking to people through uh text absolutely and it could be like a fast couple of letters that means something to them and they don't understand when you come up it's like hey uh I just need to I mean my job right now. I worked at ABB when I was here. Right. And I know how to work on a panel. Okay. But when there's no information on the panel. Because you don't have a comic book. Yeah. I don't have a comic book. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I digress. I know. <laughs> uh, callback. That's called a callback in the business. There you go. <laughs> but I was like, today I had a problem with somebody and... He kept on giving me the wrong information I was giving him. I told him, I was like, hey, where do these wires right here go? Well, if you look at the sheet and everything, I was like, motherfucker, these wires are supposed to go, like, 15 different directions at times. Right. Where do these specific wires go? And then I asked somebody else, and I, they go to a door. I was like, so I need to leave, because I have two... I got a split, but the same numbers. All right. Okay. So this one goes here. I know this. This one goes where? There's nothing on there that tells me where it's supposed to go. And then finally someone told me, it was like, oh, it goes to a door. I was like, oh. It took me 20 minutes for that one. I was pissed. Fun with schematics. No. A lot of the schematics on that stuff uh, don't exist. Damn. Yeah. And I've I've worked on that kind of stuff, but having somebody come over and tell you, hey, in five five seconds, okay, that goes there, instead of having mm. to listen to something for like 20 minutes. And he was just like, oh, God, all you have to do is this. He treats me like I'd never done this stuff. And I've told him, I was like, dude, I've worked ABB, I, I know more than you. I mean, legitimately, I probably know more than you. I can work on robotics. Right. I can do this. I need to know where these wires go so I can put them there so I can get the fucking rest of this thing done right but a, but I just don't think a lot of the people understand and know how to talk to somebody anymore I
1: think you're absolutely, absolutely right there's,
0: there's a lot of people that can though
1: there are but then why would you want to communicate with somebody who's not gonna listen Exactly. And that's the it, it's a two way street. It's a two way street. That's the hard part.
0: Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff nowadays is coming to the point where uh and this isn't stealed from like, oh, it just recently happened with this upcoming generation. No, we've been kind of screwing ourselves to the point where we, our attention span—it's it, it, like okay, our attention span back in the nineteen twenties was this, and right. we, because of the entertainment industry and how we're uh, how we get in our information and everything like that, it's shrunk. To our attention span is only like
1: this. Oh, we get the, everything's at our fingertips. We don't have to go buy a newspaper. We don't have to sit at the barber shop and find out what's going on in the neighborhood. Yeah, um, and to be quite honest, that's where. Lot. even my dad taking me to the barbershop and dropping me off and saying, hey, here you go. Uh, I got errands to run. And you'd, you'd sit there with a bunch of old men and you listen to the old men because, by God, if you spoke up and you're 12, 13 years old, they're going to look at you like, who the hell are you and where'd you come from?
0: Funny story.
1: You learn to sit. You learn to listen. And, whether it, and I grew up in California, so they talk about the Rams, the Dodgers, and how much they hated... The, the current politician or city council
0: funny story is i a couple of weeks ago i had my hair cut and uh there's this kid i i think he was like five or six and he was just i learned everything i needed to know about his family he was so talkative it was entertaining All right and i'm like it gets to the point where you had those little, little spots and you're like, okay, maybe the world's not going to fuck over.
1: But it is. Well, yeah, eventually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> eventually. But.
1: So, let's, if we can go back just a little bit. You talked about one, about meeting interesting people and talking to them. Yeah. Craziest uh Craziest job you've heard anybody talk about in the military? What is the craziest job? Because this is one of those things that came up for me uh, a couple of years ago. Did would have never guessed this job existed in the military, but it did. So, so this is me offering a pissing contest. I want to see what you got? Well, they still have a uh, cavalry horseman, right? Right. So.
0: I mean, it's very few on that one. It's just basically for show. Because they stopped using Calvary uh, horsemen back in World War I. They still had horses in World War II, but I have no idea what's the
1: craziest job. So I have met guys. In fact, my barber in, uh, when I was in Flagstaff was a barber in uh, Korea. Mm-hmm. A guy that I was in a Bible study with was a butcher. Uh, for the Air Force, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, he was a butcher. But I was at a, I was at the American Legion Post in Bowie, and this guy comes in, and he's got a medical field badge on his hat. And I said, so what did the Air Force teach you to do in the medical field? And he said, uh, occupational medicine. I said, okay. I said, so that's what, going around handing out earplugs and stuff like that? Help me out here with, you know, I know. I." I know what occupational medicine is from my time in, but this guy's obviously significantly older. He was a uh, Cold War vet, for lack of better terms. And he goes, uh, I trained monkeys to fly uh, B-52s. I said, you did what? He goes, yeah. I trained monkeys how to fly B-52s. I said, so you trained chimpanzees to fly planes? He goes, no, it was actually rhombus monkeys. Do you know what the difference is? I said, no, sir. He goes, what's the difference? He said, uh a rhombus monkey will bite off your finger. A chimpanzee will rip off your arm. Okay. What, what, do you, what do you, how did you get into this? He goes, so, and this guy was enlisted, which blew my mind. He goes, so my job was to over time train these monkeys to sit in the simulator for these B 52s and ultimately train them to sit in the cockpit with a blacked-out helmet on, and then we would drop them into a hole and hit them with gamma rays in order to see how, what the effects on the pilots would be after dropping a nuclear weapon. And he did this under Pasadena, California. Under Pasadena, California. Is that not the wildest shit you've ever heard? I
0: mean, I've heard the Russians training orcas, but I've never heard anything like that.
1: Training monkeys to fly B fifty twos.
0: That that is fucking phenomenal.
1: It's crazy. I was like, wow. Wow. I'm I was putting, like, yeah,
0: you sir, you have taught me.
1: I am putting that in my back pocket because that is the coolest thing ever.
0: That is. I mean You boom. I mean I've heard I've heard stories where they do that. I mean they did I mean look at Quantum Leap they did that ep- one episode with when he got into the body wow, of a, a chimp and everything old yeah. Old show. Wow. Yeah, that's old show.
1: Scott Bakula.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh no, I remember that episode. I mean they used to like uh slam uh things in chimp's head uh chimps heads, but the chimp has like a harder skull and everything. So it's... It, basically false data and everything right. but that sir is Garrett top of the Ray race
1: is, i'm gonna drop you in a hole <coughs> and hit you in so the they're skin. trying
0: to make monkey
1: hulks no they just wanted to find out what the effects were going to be after dropping a nuclear weapon on the pilots how would it affect them physically i mean obviously i mean don't get me wrong you can't really tell how they're going to psychologically react.
0: Well, that just like, reminds it's just me of crazy a, though.
1: Uh, Will it kill them? Essentially, what it boiled down to, and this is why we have the ASPC. What and, is that called? And Sarah McLaughlin singing songs about dying animals. Yeah.
0: What is that thing called? The collider. Uh, the U two. N- uh, where they collide uh, protons.
1: Oh, the collider. Okay. The uh, like an atom. Super collider.
0: That's what it's called. It's okay. called a super collider. Well, I was I was going through the the tube. I like to call YouTube the tube. Okay. But uh, I was going down the tube. I appreciate tube. your hood lingo. I know, That's right? right. Uh, <laughs> I was going down the tube, and I found this episode where they were this guy. Uh, it was in. It was the Russian super collider. Right. The guy goes in the room, and he had an electron go through his body. And I'm talking, it made a hole. It wasn't through his body; it was through his skull. It made a hole straight through. Right. And he didn't die. I mean, you still. Have, and you're talking about something that's going because the way it, the way it was described in it, was uh, there's supposed there's supposed to be a light saying that the collider's on or the the radiation is going through and everything like that well he was doing he had to go into the room the room was supposed to be sealed once the stuff is on it wasn't the light was busted uh everything was going wrong so he thought oh it's safe to go in there he goes in there and he's working on a thing and he feels his pinch that's it just a pinch
1: so clearly he did not read the uh, the OSHA manual before... This is Russia. They don't have OSHA. <laughs> Makes you wonder, doesn't it?
0: No. <laughs> it's Russia. <laughs> but he goes in there. Uh, even, even the doctors, the radiologists and everything like that, he should have died from just the radiation itself. Right. right. But it's just goes to show of how much the human body can take.
1: And you know what, every let's talk COVID. COVID is a prime example that everybody's body reacts differently. Yeah, exactly. I mean we had COVID in our house and I had double pneumonia with all the fun stuff. Um, I didn't lose taste or, or smell. My wife on the other hand lost both. Spent three days in bed and that was it. Uh, And then my son lost his sense of smell, and that was it. All three of us in the same house, totally different symptoms. All three of us. So it's just kind of wild.
0: Well, it's not even that. I mean, you have a person, me and you. Right. I'm a smoker. I have this. I should have everything going uh, against me. I should be dead. I had COVID. Nothing happened. Right. You, on the other hand, had basically you're gonna die you felt that you're gonna die because you had a lot of symptoms you basically I mean if you had the flu and everything we're men come on just a minute if we get sick a little bit and we know we're sick we're crying like little
1: bitches that was the first time I've ever had pneumonia that is I haven't been sick sick in years in fact the last time I had the flu I was stationed in Okinawa which was back in like 1995 Um, so anytime I get a sniffle it's like Band is near. The only time I
0: had <laughs> the only time I've had pneumonia was when I was a kid. Right. I was I was a newborn. That's okay. the only time. After that I've ne- I've earaches are really bad. Uh, the fix from a doctor told me to stop getting earaches is chew gum. So I always chew gum. Okay. So, uh but yeah, I'll get sick every, especially when I was working corrections. Corrections is a freaking Honey pot of oh. just you getting sick all the time.
1: Yeah, it's a germ. Yeah. I mean, germs everywhere. It's kind of like being a school teacher. <clears throat> yeah, oh, it's even worse than being in a school teacher.
0: I mean, you're still babysitting, but the kids you can beat up. Half the time. <laughs> half the time. Half the time in corrections, you might get lucky for beating them up. Right. But I was like a uh, it was like one of my mom passed. It was it was a strange feeling, but everybody wanted to talk to me because they looked I looked so sad, and that and that, and that was like two thousand one. Uh, so
1: is that weird that everybody want? Because I've always found that weird. If I'm hurting from loss, if I'm uh, people want to come and they want to talk to you instead of listen to you. And from a biblical perspective, if you've ever read the book of Job, you know, Job's three friends showed up, and they sat there, and they just, to suffer with him, uh, essentially is what it boils down to. And everything was going fine until those guys started talking. And that's when it all kind of went to crap, and Job had to chastise his own friends because they wouldn't shut up.
0: That's actually in the Bible
1: yeah that's, that's he chastises he pretty he pretty much chastises and I you know what it's it's just wild to me it's because people couldn't sit quietly and just mourn with him. well instead they chose no, but, to tell him to you know uh, to deny his God and let's face it the dude just needed to mourn
0: yeah yeah. But you also have this fact of, and this is uh, case studies of how to get information from people. And this mm-hmm. is from detectives. Uh, the best way to actually get somebody to start talking about what they did is to be quiet and look at paperwork. And I've I've had a couple of cop friends. I was like, can you sit still and not and be in a quiet room and then not talk? And I was like yeah I I have a thing to where I can create my own environment and everything like that. I have a really creative imagination. Okay. And he was like, "Really? I want to test this theory." So he took me to he took me and it's like, "Okay, I want you to open up this envelope and then we're going to go in and we're going to see if you can not say a word." I was like, "I don't right, know. I'm gay." I'll play you still a little game there, buddy. So I opened it and it was just, uh, I robbed a convenience store. And I was sitting there and everything, and he was he was just looking at his paperwork. Hmm. Hmm. And it just went on like that for a good ten minutes when I broke. And I didn't mean to break. It just happens. It was was that whole thing of, huh, what are you looking at over there? I was like, oh, I'm looking at uh, you robbing a convenience store. I'm like, I didn't rob that convenience store. Are you sure? Because it looks like you did. We didn't catch you on camera because the camera's broke, but we found that one of the witnesses described you to a T. I was like, Maybe I did rob that convenience store. <laughs> and it just escalated from that because it's easy to convince a person. And sometimes it's kind of a lazy detective work, but it works. And that's the process they go through.
1: There's psychology behind it.
0: Yeah. And I, we left them, it's like, hey, quick question. Did I really rob a convenience store? No, you didn't. Okay, just 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 trying to get peace of mind because my imagination works worked yes. ho- overdrive, and I was actually thinking I actually robbed a convenience store.
1: So you know, that's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of that is those are the same types of things that we used as recruiters. You learn to sit quietly, ask a couple open ended questions. Uh, I'm not gonna say bait them but you kind of lay some things out there. And while you're back and forth a little bit, again, not shuffling papers necessarily, but kind of staying preoccupied yourself, um, like, but with purpose, people will start talking. And interestingly enough, they will usually sell themselves on the Air Force or the Army or whichever branch. Yeah. And it's just it's interesting to watch once once you've let it happen a few times that's what good recruiters do they sit there shut up and let you talk talk your way into it
0: yeah it's it's that's a lot of stuff I mean even Mattis was talking about uh uh one time he went in and he was just curious they've already gotten the information from uh one of the uh uh Surgeons, Right. And I was just curious. I was like, "Why, why are you doing this?" I mean, legitimately, why are you doing this? it's like, "I got nothing else better to do." And I was like, "Okay, so if we had programs to set you up for like jobs and everything that actually helped out your family." And they tried it for a while to get uh uh like Uh, economic support. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that and that's one of the things they they should have done in the first place because if like right now we le- they have steps to leave I- uh Afghanistan. Right. And it's tossy-turvy for a little bit because there's people out there that don't want it because, hey, why were we over there in the first place type deal? And there's people out there that's like, no, we shouldn't be. We, we've been there for like 20 years, 21 years, actually.
1: Right. because we couldn't learn from Napoleon and Russia.
0: Now, there's even w- weirder stories. Did you know we actually uh, uh, supported the Taliban for a little bit, too?
1: To kill oddly, ISIS? Oddly enough, I did. Oddly enough, that's...
0: I found that out. And I was like,
1: it have got to be fucking kidding me. It's interesting, the... the
0: Who's the, your friends at the... Well, that gives us a stale to the uh, phrase that I usually use, because, like, how could they do that? I was like, well, you're never supposed to hate your enemy because one day they're going to have to be your friend.
1: The friend of my enemy, or yeah. the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's wild when you start looking into, like, going back to our conversation a little bit ago about Iran and Iraq. Yeah. And we supported Iraq or Iran or whatever. Uh, I guess we supported Iraq.
0: Um, we supported them both, technically, if you <laughs> want to look down the rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> right. But, you know, the, Iran started dropping uh, uh, chemical warheads and chemical weapons on the Iraqis. So we said, oh, here's some here's some anti-Iranian bullshit. Let's, you know, go ahead and, you know, give it back to them. So, yeah, I mean, we have a history of that. Uh, yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. But, see, this is one thing I like about And Johnny, every time he listens to stuff like this, he's like, man, we've been bouncing back and forth. It's like, I'm, li- I'm telling you right now, uh, with, strange fact of, you know, just shut up and listen. There's a lot of people, and this is the reason why podcasts are a thing right now. Is people just want to listen at times. Yeah. And people just want to go out and they want to, I don't want to say vegetate, but they I'm just want to I'm have somebody. i to disagree to
1: a certain degree. Um, And, and the reason being, I'm sorry I cut you off, but because I'm a nice guy, I apologize. That's what I do. Sorry. Again. There <laughs> I go oh, oh, again. Holy crap. No, honestly, I think a lot of this boils down to the fact that uh, today's music sucks ass. Well, okay, Ice Cube, it, Ice Cube said
0: this, and he's like, because uh, someone asked him, it's like, the rap today, do you think it sucks? It's like, but yeah, I think it's horribly sucked. But he had that, they had that that moment, and he's like, you know what, there's probably people that uh, looked at my music back in the day and said it would suck, so I, I just, I'm not even going to have an opinion on this. <laughs> And, and and that's what's, re- I mean, there's some music that a lot of people don't listen to. Because, okay, the only music a lot of people uh, around a certain community, we'll, we'll go with that. Okay. A certain community listens to is what everybody listens to. And most of the time, it's just what's on the radio. And even your searches and everything like that on, like, Spotify or mm-hmm. uh, whatever app that you use, it's going to... It, it says, okay, he likes this stuff right here. We're going to give him that stuff. And that's all he's going to hear. Have you ever heard of anything called epic music?
1: No. Uh,
0: look up J2 uh, or Hidden Citizen. Okay. It's 80s music set with orchestra. Really? Yes.
1: That sounds kind of cool.
0: And there's some... There's some uh, uh, did you did you watch uh Aaliyah? No. The Robert Rodriguez movies about that uh anime cartoon
1: but they did it live action. The reality is I when it comes to movies and entertainment I generally live under a rock.
0: Anyways, uh they did a new divide. And
1: okay. they did it
0: with ep- epic music. And there's I was like uh I was watching uh Ted Laszlo from uh, it's an Apple TV show. Okay. And there's a, a scene in one of the episodes to where they he grabs this, uh, uh it, it, it's technically supposed to be a homeless guy that plays music, uh, uh I guess you'd call him a carny or something like that, or, uh, just someone that plays music out in the front of the building. Okay. That he and he gets tips for that, and he brought him in, and his name is Cam Cole. <coughs> He does all the music by himself and it's blues. I love blues.
1: Right. And I
0: listen to it and it's fucking phenomenal. Okay. He does all the instruments himself.
1: Hmm.
0: He plays the drums. He plays the guitar. He plays, uh, uh, I guess it would be, uh, uh, what is it? Like, uh, the, Tim- tambourine? Is it a tamarine? Is it like the, like you know the like symbol, monkey like symbols. Cymbals, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I know there's an actual name for it, uh, but he does all this by himself. But I've also uh, there's an Australian guy that does the same thing, and it, it he basically plays as the blues. But apparently, you can play the blues as a one man band. That's kind of crazy. A And And it it is
1: really good music. I would probably enjoy that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I... But that's new music. I hear things uh, about some of these musicians or artists or whatever you want to call them. Um, I would argue on both counts. But I just... I I don't even have a desire to listen to... uh, I mean... I can't
0: play this stuff because it it gets demonetized and and they want to uh take down uh the episode and everything like that but, but
1: but even if i'm you know if i'm scrolling through you know the radio stations in the car on a road trip i just can't i just can't um even some of the stuff that i listened to in in, in high school uh, and that's usually stuff i will.
0: i've listened to some of the stuff in high from high school and everything and i'm like how is this even pos- uh popular
1: right and, and I will kind of gravitate towards that stuff a lot of the times uh, but even then I can only take so much of it and then it's like you know what I'll go to Order of Man uh, podcast I'll go to Joe Rogan um, I will oddly enough I will go to Angry Meat Productions selfless plug right there I'm sure but and, and I will listen to you guys banter back and forth so absolutely it's um, and to this day, I will still argue that golf is not a sport. Sorry. Not sorry. I, I'm, I'm
0: totally with you. <laughs> it's quite all right. But it, it's just that I, I understand that, that some of the music nowadays isn't. I mean, Puddle's Pity Party, that's what I was trying to look up. Have you ever heard of him? It's this huge guy, uh, Big Mine Oak, Oakland. He's from uh, Georgia. He went on to uh, America's Got Talent. And he dressed up like a big clown. He's like 6'5". Right. Bald head. Uh, I'll, I'll send you a, a thing of his music and everything, but it's like listening to... Uh, he does old songs, but it's like listening to... Uh, uh, ...opera.
1: Really? That would be yeah. cool.
0: And he had talent beforehand. He just made this whole new. Uh,
1: he created his own genre, is what he did.
0: No. Had, had a jute and that's another one, uh, is jukebox. Okay. It's like 1920s style uh, music with of
1: modern music. Wow. I can only imagine it would sound better. <laughs> it's. Because it's, I just. It's
0: it's so weird, right? Because it's like uh, it's so slow. Yeah, it's 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 commonly slow. So do it's they weird.
1: do they add brass into it as well? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that you it's, hear a it's lot. It's of.
0: just like nineteen twenties. we do. Yeah, I mean
1: I mean they did like nine inch
0: nails. They did a version of nine inch nails. Uh, they did a they did a uh, a version of uh, God. I can't remember the band's name. Black Hole. Okay. You know, Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun, won't you come? Yeah, I know. Take away my misery. I don't even
1: think that's the fucking lyrics. But you know what? You had me fooled i I'd just go with it because I, I,
0: I, I could have gone with it and I would just made a hold I was like I don't know what you're talking about and then someone would just comment like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you idiot I'm like yeah you're right
1: for I'm the record gonna, neither do I but that's okay yeah.
0: but I don't know we can we can close it out on this we've been talking probably
1: about an hour and a half that's fine I, I don't know how much pain we discussed I really didn't
0: we jumped around yeah, but we got to the the Neville point of you know you just gotta listen, right? At
1: times, and
0: a so lot so, a lot of body language
1: too. So let me kind of end it on, on this. Maybe I don't know. Um, there was a gentleman when I first joined the American Legion and decided that okay, I will push to uh, to make this post last long enough. Um, back step a little backstory, real quick um, when I joined the American Legion I joined a post a couple doors down and decided it wasn't for me and the post two doors down was like oh hey we're going to close our doors why don't you come on over and see if anybody wants to take it over because well I'm thinking okay you know what I'll do this because I don't like the post that I'm at I'm going to go two doors down and I will go hang out there until my, uh, my membership is over and I will go back to just doing whatever Mike does on in his spare time. Um, when I got there, there were three other people there. There was a 92-year-old Frank Slavens. There was Janine Donaldson, who was the widow of a, a guy who had run the post for many years, and then there was her friend that would come and hang out. And occasionally, uh, uh, the local one of the local judges who was a member of the post would come and show up and and be a part of it uh, but he, he was obviously stretched in couldn't make it and decided to go okay you know what I will entertain uh, because Frank's 92 years old he's got leukemia he's got can or he's got uh, diabetes this dude's not gonna last much longer
0: he already had a couple of he, he sounds like he had like half his body
1: already in the grave True story. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I will, I'll, I'll even, you know, and they asked me. I said, Mike, Frank's, Frank may not be here tomorrow. Will you take over the post just to be able to handle it when he's gone? Sure, whatever. Special election. Two of us sitting there because Frank was the only other legionnaire. <laughs> it was unanimous. Mike was going to be the, <laughs> be the post commander.
0: Did he? Did he? I think uh, in my head, I'm picturing him just going,
1: How? Yeah. no yeah oh okay no frank was actually very alert and very cognitive um Ow, man you just ruined
0: my i, I, I know i didn't
1: know here's no because frank ruined mine because um, i had every intention of being gone within a year or so and oddly enough i, I grew to have a an amazing relationship with frank uh, okay but frank lived to be 98 years old oh wow so over the course of this i'm going to get the hell out of here in a year um, it lasted six years with him. And in that time frame, the post just exploded. Um, the post got to a point where I when couldn't... When was this? This Well, I, that was in 2013. Okay. And we had like 60 members on the books. Half of those people were already deceased. Um, the post currently sits at a membership of 230-plus members. Oh, wow. So that's where we're at right now. And... Again, I I, okay. So I I went to where can I find veterans? Where is the best place in Wichita Falls to go introduce myself to veterans and say, "Hey, come help me out," because I know nothing about leadership. I know nothing about about what the hell I'm doing. I am literally. That's actually the best learning experience, though. Oh my gosh! Because
0: falling, you learn to pick yourself up.
1: Do you know what I really learned? I learned that I had those skills, and I had never needed them until that day. Whether it was the things that I learned on recruiting duty on how to bring you know on how to communicate with people, being able to stand in front and and communicate in an open environment, um, those leadership skills every veteran has the basics. Every single one of us is is issued. I mean, it's like it's government issued basic leadership skills honing them on the other hand that's a whole other animal
0: yeah well that's that's how I started this and everything like that I didn't know what I was going into and everything like that and then I had people actually not not people like on my YouTube channel right or or Spotify or uh, Apple but I had people listening to me saying okay this is how you want it I mean I was like wait a minute you're actually listening to this? I was like well it's your Rocho I like it is my road show <laughs> then i got an ego started bossing people around they started running away uh johnny's probably about one one hair strand of uh jumping ship and everything No, he's <laughs> but he, he loves his things so much uh, and and i'm and i'm actually glad that i finally found somebody that enjoys it along with me and
1: uh well you guys make a great pair i mean yeah you, you guys we are do like twinsies it's great
0: well, it's not really twinsies. It's no, like no, it's
1: like twinsies. No, it's
0: definitely it's, not twinsies because there's there's times that Johnny, if you actually watch it on YouTube, I know. and if you're, and you just see Johnny just go, oh my god, I can't believe you actually said that. You do realize this is going on the internet. I mean, there's one time that he actually legitimately said, like, you do realize
1: this is going on the internet. It's like yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so- so, I'm sitting there at the gun show, because I had decided that the gun show was probably the best place to go find veterans, specifically my age. Exactly. Um, because I wanted to surround myself with people who would, if I'm going to do this, let's just, let's find some people to hang out with. Some people that I would enjoy being around. And there's this man walking around. He's got turtle shells wrapped around his legs. He's got a beaver pelt hanging off of his back. Um,
0: Legitimate uh, turtle I'm, shells.
1: All I'm serious is a heart attack. Okay. And this guy, in, he's Native American, and he's got embroidered in his stuff uh, the Vietnam veteran um, ribbon. I'm okay. So I said, hey, um, dude, my name's Michael and with Post 169. Do you have a local American Legion home? He looked right at me. He goes, why the fuck would I join your organization when 50 years ago you didn't want anything to do with me? i was like wait a minute what the hell ouch you know i don't know where this is coming from and this is things that i didn't understand and he quickly uh ex- sat down and explained to me his in short in short order that when he rolled back into new york coming back from vietnam essentially the men and women in that in the american legion post that he went to called him a baby killer
0: Oh shit! This is th- this is well, yeah, yeah, okay. This
1: is something I that hit me really hard because I didn't understand. I I, I knew that men and women, come, especially men, coming home from Vietnam, were spit on. They were, you know, they were disparaged. There was nothing kosher about coming home. What I didn't realize was the amount of uh, uh, of hate hate coming from. World War II and Korean War veterans.
0: Well, what you also got to understand, uh, if you actually look back of uh, stuff that happened uh, starting of uh, Operation Enduring Freedom and everything like that, was it was the Vietnam vets that were speaking out, saying, you will not treat these boys, yes. these girls, like this, like the way you treated us. Yes. And so- I've, I've literally talked to a Vietnam vet, that actually saw combat and everything. And he shook my hand. He's like, Thank you for your service. I was like, Well, oh, uh, uh, thank you, sir. And I didn't see the Vietnam uh, vet stuff. And I was like, Well, I was in Vietnam. I was like, Oh, I'd love to hear your story. And, I, and he told me the story and everything. And he was like, I will make sure they do not treat. And it's it is actually happening now. Yeah. And because uh, my, uh, I call my brother, but we're friends from the cycle. Uh, he has a, a person that's working for him that they believe that he was a baby killer because yeah. of all the stories that happen.
1: But you know what? This guy, he he really kind of, I hate, like I said, when he went in to just to have a beer, and those guys, those World War II veterans, those Korean War veterans, they looked at him and treated him the same way. I mean, you would think that he would be able to walk into an American Legion post or a VFW or whatever, and, dude, we've been there. We understand. We're with you, you know. we're we're, Yeah, because there's a lot of shady shit that happened in World War II,
0: and there's a lot of shady shit that happened in Vietnam or Korea.
1: So my eyes got opened, and this guy went off. Well, it turns out this guy had a, a regular booth at the gun show. So every time the gun show would come around, I would go find him. And I would talk to him. I was like, "Dude, what? Tell me, tell me why? Tell me what it was." And and I wasn't asking him, uh, "What did you see? What did you do?" I wanted to know why, what it was. You know, I, tell me about those experiences at the American Legion post. Tell me why. I don't, you know, help me understand because I'm an idiot. Yeah. And. He did. He sat there and he would explain things. And ultimately, as I sat there quietly listening to his stories, he diverted. And this is where it got scary for me uh, because he would start explaining to me and sharing with me some of the dreams and some of his experiences. I would sit there listening to this man with tears running down my face because I I could not imagine seeing and experiencing the things that he saw and dealing with them the way that he had to deal with them it, it you know as a as a 19 year old kid oh yeah it blew my mind
0: that's what a lot of people don't understand is the those people actually that is starting in the war or even in the middle of it or even at the ending yeah were 19 to 20 18 to 21 yeah. sometimes 17
1: yes and going back to World War II, we're talking about people who lied about their age to get in at you know 15, 14, 15 years old.
0: We we did one uh, uh one episode. It was it's called uh, "Tanks and uh, Trenches," uh-huh. and it's basically talking about World War I. Eleven.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Back back in World War One, they and they literally had to send they were sending them back in droves. Yeah. And. It was they were paying. They literally had a mo- uh, money system to do it, to where uh, they basically paid the ki- uh, parents to keep the kids. Yeah. From going into this war. So, yeah, it and it, and it just extends to where uh, people have the idiocy to uh, think their opinion's right, and they just keep on growing on it.
1: So, I continued to talk to this guy, and, and I, I spoke with him literally, every, damn near every gun show, going on to... Is he still
0: around? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you've met him. He's starting to have some issues. Uh, when he does come back around, I, dude, i will more than happy to introduce you to him. Uh, but this dude, finally, and I never asked him to join the post. I never asked him. Uh, again, I was like, okay, I'm not, it's just not going to happen. He's already said no but I'm going to befriend him. And uh, it got to the point where we were having conversations about (laughs) um, outhouses. We met up with some guys who were members of the post up in Burke Burnett. And we started having conversations about outhouses. And he got in on this conversation about outhouses. And ultimately, I went back to my table and he went back to his and he comes by and he says, Mike, back when I was in Vietnam, we had this incident, and it was on this ship, and it was around this time frame. He goes, I wonder what happened to that young man. Uh, and essentially, what it was it was this young Marine who had shot a child. And in the end, this guy sat there and spent time with him, trying to keep him from, from taking his own life or whatever. Um, and he spent several days on the ship with this guy and they ultimately to protect him they put a guard outside the door or outside the area so that he could kind of talk this guy off and it was kind of crazy Um, and he obviously describes it better than i do but he goes man what would happen i said well i wonder what happened like i said well why don't you reach out you know what ship you know when I said, put an ad in the VFW magazine, the American Legion magazine, and the DAV magazine. See what happens. Maybe, you know, I mean, people post this kind of stuff in there all the time and try to reach out and find out. So I gave him a magazine, and I said, here you go. Go do it. Well, inside the magazine, it was a membership card. And he comes back, and he's got that membership card filled out. Two years. Hmm. Two years of just sitting there listening to this guy tell me stories. That's
0: one thing I'm, I've always been afraid of, and, and this is coming from because uh, my family has like dementia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm always afraid that we're going to forget our history. Right. I mean, not not like, you know, oh, we need to remember history because of this, this. No, because we got to remember our mistakes so we don't go ahead and it's like, maybe this might be a good idea, maybe this might not be a good idea.
1: Probably shouldn't tear down that monument. Yeah. Just my opinion. But it's only good for what? I opinion. Opinion. Yeah. 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 Little, I could I value. can't I can't wipe my ass with it. No, no, I can't wipe my own ass with it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, uh, I'm David Dickerman. Thank you for watching a what the hell episode with Mike Kurtz. And I hope you just enjoy the rest of the show.